are now listening to Regular Guys Podcast. We welcome all to episode four of Regular Guys Podcast. I am your host, Matty Ice, back again. We're so excited that you, the regulars, are also back for another week. I am joined by my guy, Jake. Jake, tell the people what is good, man. What's up, guys? Appreciate you coming out and listening. I don't know why I say coming out. Y'all still at home. You're listening on your phones. But listen, we appreciate the support, guys. Uh, we're trying to get better every day, every week. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. Yeah, man, definitely. And last week we had a uh, first special guest. So why not keep that theme going, although PJ can't be here? We look for another special guest. So this week we are joined by Jason. Jason, tell the people hello, man. Hey, what's going on, everyone? I'm glad to be on the podcast uh, with my brothers, and I definitely uh, can't wait and to talk sports and, and talk about you know uh, other topics. Thank you for having me on, guys. Yeah, man, it's, it's going to be a good show. Um, we have a good show prepared for you guys. NFL Draft is uh, going on right now as we speak. So what better way than to dig into the biggest hits and misses in both the NFL and the NBA? Of course, we will go off topic with some news in both sports um, to cover those. Um, and then we will end it off with the hype. So, gentlemen, to get us started, let's look into the biggest hits and, and, and misses. And so for you who are listening, to clarify, what do we mean by biggest misses, biggest hits? Well, biggest misses meaning you're drafted in the first overall, you're dubbed a potential game changer, franchise player, if you will, and you are straight garbage like you're not even in the league right now. Um, biggest hits, you're drafted in the second round and beyond. No one expected you to contribute, and you become a franchise player, a game changer in your pers- perspective position. So to begin, Jake, who is your biggest miss? So my biggest miss is EJ Manuel. He was drafted 13th, 16th overall, excuse me, in the first round in the 2013 NFL draft. He was the Bills quarterback. He started 10 games that first year, which, you know, everyone, every quarterback, every rookie has, you know, their ups and downs. So you don't really want to judge him on the first year, right? He went 11 touchdowns, nine picks, not that good of a ratio. And then year, year two, he only played five games, started four. So that shows, all right, they tried a little bit, but he just didn't improve. Five touchdowns, three picks, and it just got worse every year. And he's not even in the league anymore. At age 27 was his last season. So that just tells you that's that's a big bust, first-round pick. Yeah, man. I'm actually going to agree with you on that one, and for a simple reason. Uh, EJ Manuel was drafted out of Florida State. I'm a Gators fan. I don't get down Florida State like that, bro. So, in my eyes, a lot of people come out of Florida State or bust. But that's for a different topic. Um, but, uh, Jake, give me an honorable mention that you feel is uh, worthy of that bust label as well. So, I got to give this one a shout-out to our guest today, Jason. He brought this up to me when we were t- discussing about this. Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel. I can't believe I forgot about this guy. So apparently, I was looking through his stats. He played two seasons, 
First season, he started five games. He started two, played five. And then season two, he only played nine games. And his stats for his career, seven touchdowns, seven picks. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's bad, man. <laughs> for a second, granted, it was late in the first, 22nd overall. But that's still a first-round quarterback. And his career stats, seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's that's garbage, as you would say. Yeah, he definitely fell into that long line of Browns quarterbacks that just couldn't get it done. And it sucks, man, because Johnny Football was electric. Texas A&M, we were all at home throwing up the money signs every time he did something good. He was he was almost like Houdini, if you will. Like he he just disappeared, but as soon as something went wrong, somehow the ball ended up in the end zone. I mean, he showed it against Alabama that one year they that they played, but yeah, he got to the league and he just couldn't figure it out. I think he even went if I'm not mistaken, I feel like he's in some fan controlled league right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. And so I know, that, that would um, show you how far Johnny football has really fallen. He's not even playing. I mean, this is, I don't even, who is anybody watching this? I just realized this, like, I just found this out, like, the other day that this was a real thing. He's also 28. That's the crazy part. Like, if you look at Johnny, like, life hit him hard after mm-hmm. football. We all know he had off-the-field issues. And at one point, I was like, oh, this man's, like, in his 30s just of how he looked. But he's only 28. He's yeah, still man. super young. His last season in the NFL, he was 23 years old. Yeah. Wow. It's been that long. <laughs> it's been that long. Yeah, and that quick. league that he's playing in now, Josh Gordon is there too on oh, the same team. Goodness. So, you know, yeah, that team, yeah. We don't have to discuss their off-the-field activities. But, I, didn't, you know. I think they even bounced, <laughs> though. I think, like, I read uh, – because I think uh, Destroying, if you follow him on YouTube, he owns a team. And uh, I don't know if he owns that team per se, mm-hmm. but I know that the team that Johnny, I think Johnny football and, you know, Josh Gordon, like you said, I think they're on the same team. And I think in their like playoff or whatever, they got bounced first round. I'm like, yeah, y'all was in the playoffs. I mean, y'all was in the suit in the Super Bowl in the NFL. How y'all, I mean, I don't even know who else is in this league. Sounds like a bunch of nobodies. You know, that, that league is actually, um, uh, it's kind of like arena football because I I've seen like a couple of things on Instagram and yeah. it, it it's indoor, indoor yeah. controlled, so yeah, that's got some wacky um, rules and what yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah. But uh, continuing on with our biggest uh, misses, Jason, tell us who your biggest misses are, man. Yeah, um, uh, my first choice is Vince Young. Um, Vince Young is my first choice. Uh, he was draft, drafted um, third overall in 2006. I mean, he had everything coming out of college. I mean, um, you know, uh, Heisman Trophy winner, you know, won the national championship with Texas, beating yeah, USC. Man. I mean, you can argue that was probably one of the best games ever, championship yeah. games ever. And um, um, to this day, I have a sour mouth because I um, kind of had a <laughs> – uh, bet with a few of my friends that USC was going to win, but hey, it, you know, it is what it is. But I mean, he w- he went to the league, uh, drafted by the, the Titans. Um, he did pretty well his first, you know, few years, but he had all, all off the field issues. Um, he also, at one point, they he he disappeared out of nowhere. They couldn't find him for like four or five hours. 
so uh, which was crazy. But um, uh, you know, uh, Coach Fisher, Fisher, and the police were able to get him to the team facility. You know, to get him there. But um, but yeah, I mean, he he had some off the field issues that really like uh, plagued his uh, playing career because he was one. I mean, you can you can argue he was one of the um, uh, one of the li- one in a lifetime. Um, uh, talents that ever came out of college. Yeah, generational you know, type quarterback. Generational. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, um it was compared to like Steve McNair. Uh they did play together there at Tennessee, uh mm-hmm. compared to, to Mike Vick. So that's that's my first choice. And what my honorable, honorable mention. Yeah. And my honorable 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 mention is uh Ruben Foster. Um he was picked 31st uh, in 2017 in the first round. The reason why he's my honorable mention is because in Alabama, he was a ferocious linebacker. Yeah, he was um, that guy, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hard-hitting, um, very smart. Um, cover his, you know, his territory pretty well from sideline to sideline. And when he went to the 49ers, he, he did play pretty well the first two years. And then he got into some legal issues uh, to the point where – well, yeah, he went to um, to Washington after that, Washington Nationals. Uh, well, not Nationals, I'm sorry. Washable football team. <laughs> it's all good, um, man. <laughs> We're the regulars. We're regular yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah, Washable fo- uh, football team. Um, and he's not playing currently due to off-field all- issues. But another talent that uh, came out of, you know, uh, Saban's and NFL factory that became a bust and – yeah. Uh, so yeah, those are my those are my choices. Yeah. Yeah, man, I I definitely agree with with you guys' choices. Um, as far as for my biggest misses, I had to start mine with the man himself, Jamarcus Russell. This guy was drafted first overall, two thousand seven, over guys like Megatron. What I think Adrian Peterson was also part of his class. So with just with saying those names in itself, Adrian Peterson, Calvin Johnson, more than likely will be both become, mm-hmm. or I think Calvin Johnson did get into the the, the Hall of Fame. Um, Adrian Peterson will probably get there, you know, when he ever he decides to hang it up. But man, Jamarcus Russell was had a phenomenal year that year with LSU. Be- unbelievable arm talent, like he. He was kind of in that same sense of Vince. Uh, he was supposed to elevate the quarterback game and take it to the next level. I think it was even reported that during his pro day, through a 70-yard pass from his knees, which is crazy, from his knees, man, that's that's wild. Um, I mean, maybe he saw something first before Mahomes did, throwing, you know, bombs and stuff from his knees. But, yeah, it was it was crazy. And then – he just he he was coming to camp overweight, not in shape, not studying film. And uh, for you, for those of you who are listening, you might know the story, but the the Raiders had a feeling he was not studying for for the games, uh, game plans, and not and whatnot. So apparently, what they did to see if it was true, they sent him home with the quote unquote game film for that for that week, but it was blank. They wanted to actually see if Jamarcus was studying. Next day, he they came back. They said, oh, Jamarcus, what did you think of, you know, the game plan? And my guy sat there and said, oh, it looked great. 
How can it look great, bro? It's blank. I don't get that. what. It's blank, bro. Like, are, are we for real right now, man? Like, so that's that's my uh my main guy for biggest miss. It sucks, man, because that was when like you know SEC football in college was at its all time peak. I feel oh six oh seven where the SEC was about to show the world that they're, you know, they were going to become dominant. And he was, he was special, man. He was really special. So to get to the league and just, are you not even watching film, bro? Like what, what are we doing? That's just crazy. <laughs> That's real crazy, man. Uh, That's so wild. That, that is, man. Yeah, coach, like, it was great. Yeah, it was great. It was bro. great, coach. I loved what? it. <laughs> Wait, um, it, um, I actually had to look up some stats on him real quick. His forty time, oh, it was bad, bro. Actually, it was a four eight. Oh wow, I thought it said <laughs> it was like four nine. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, he so, was. He was. Yeah, he was. He was a little heavy set, but it was okay because of the arm. And in that time, in that day and age of 07, a mobile quarterback, I feel, wasn't like a big pot uh, prize possession. Where like now, you will take the mobile, you know, mobile, even if it's somewhat. You know that four seven four six range. That's fine. Um, so I mean, I can live with four eight. That's not bad. It was just goodness, man. And even being big, I mean, he got drafted in 07, You said right? Yeah. Big Ben was already establishing himself in the league. Yeah. In 07. Yeah. So having a big, heavy set quarterback, you were like, oh, whatever. They can just sit in the exactly. pocket. Yeah. Take some absor- hits. Yeah. Take the hits. Yeah. But and for man. my honorable mention, I gotta go to Trent Richardson. Man, this one I'm still salty to this day. Colts fans, you share my pain. We got that text. Trent Richardson trade to the Colts. Oh, we talking Super Bowls, baby. Nope, that guy was trash too, man. Suck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> my guy couldn't read blocking assignments. It was just. I thought you just he couldn't read. I was like, well, yeah. that's the first mistake. I mean, he probably couldn't do that either. <laughs> He probably can't read the numbers on the back of the jerseys if he he's literally just head down running into you know into the pile. It was it was bad, man. But those are, are some of our biggest misses. Uh let us know down in the comments if you agree with us, or maybe you have someone that we're not thinking of. We know there are so many people, so many biggest misses in the uh, last couple of years, decades, if you if you will, of uh biggest misses. But now we want to get into our biggest hits of uh the nfl draft so jason who do you have as your biggest hits man yeah my uh biggest hit my first choice is derrick henry and some people say that why is that your biggest hit well um even though he won the heisman trophy at alabama ran for two thousand yards that year um he was he he was picked in the second round uh because um you know in the likes of Trent richardson um, especially after him, um, because he was the most uh, recent back before he came along and, and became the number one back in Alabama. So a lot of teams in the NFL were thinking, man, this might be another Trent Richardson. You know, he might be a bust. I don't want to take him in the first round. So they overlooked him yeah. to the point where now you can argue he's the best back in the league right now. I mean, the, yeah. he's, he's killing it and he's only getting better. And it's crazy to see a man that's 6'3", and what, probably 240, 250, running tank, that man. fast. <laughs> he is a tank. And yes. the Colts got to see that guy twice a year, bro. I don't look forward to it at all. 
Because <laughs> you yeah. know what's happening. You know what's going to happen. You oh, yeah. just can't stop it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, what I do gotta... you have uh, as an honorable mention? Yeah, my honorable mention is um, Alvin uh, Kamara uh, from the Saints. Uh, it's crazy because I think he was in that same um, running back class with Derrick Henry. And Alabama, and there was so many backs in Alabama. He just yeah, man. Uh, transferred and went to um, uh, Juco, like you mentioned, Matt, and also eventually went to Tennessee. And he got drafted in the third round. And you can make the case for him as being one of the best backs in, in the league, top five. Yeah. You know, all, uh, top five or even, the, you know, the best all-purpose back you, you can get in the, in the NFL because he can do it all from running in the ball, catching the ball. Um, yeah, so that's that's definitely my, my two – biggest hits and yeah and I, I feel like with alvin it his case i feel can be even more stated for potential being the best like he came into the league and he automatically had to split carries with ingram so then yeah, ingram true. leaves and it's like okay this is his show but he's still splitting carries with murray but he's still like going off is the thing so it's like it's scary to think what could be if he took the main workload 20-some carries, 10, 12, you know, touches out of the backfield. But uh, definitely some good hits right there. Jake, who you got, man? So, for me, I decided to go with a guy that we currently are watching. Just, you know, he's probably one of the best route runners in the NFL right now. And I have to go with Stephon Diggs. He was chosen in the fifth round, and every year is getting better. His first year in the NFL at 22 years old, he was already getting 84 targets. And he had 720 for the yards. And we know Minnesota has never had a great quarterback. So you're putting up these numbers with subpar, maybe mediocre quarterbacks. And just every year is just getting better and better. And then this year he has a good, maybe even solid quarterback. And he put yeah. up 1,500 yards. Yeah, like it's, it's insane. Like Stephon Diggs – is a beast only getting better and he was a fifth round draft pick that's so scary to think that how many people were picked in front of him in that 2015 draft that it's just and in the fifth round yeah yeah. it was a lot that's a lot all props to him yeah in my eyes he's definitely top three route runner in the nfl you could stay your case for him being number one um, mm-hmm. but yeah, he, he's good. It, it almost makes you, cause I know he had some, I wouldn't call them off field issues or even on field issues. He wanted to show the world. He was the guy with Minnesota and obviously with Kirk and his struggles of not just, you know, throwing the ball as much and being inaccurate and whatnot, he grew frustrated, which I mean, he had every right to be, we all remember, oh, yeah. remember the, um, uh, miracle there in you know Minnesota against the Saints. That was all digs, man. That was all digs. Yeah. Of course, you know Saints fans, if you're listening, you might want to cut it off right now because of the missed tackle and whatnot. But <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, digs but that footwork, yeah, the footwork, escape man, in that tackle. Impeccable. That's yeah, yeah. it's impeccable. Yeah. That guy's he's made Bills fans really, really happy, and especially Josh Allen. But uh, who do you have for your honorable mention? So I actually had – I went – I dig deep for this one. Um, I never really saw him play, um, but Terrell Davis, the running back, 
Oh, did you know what round he was picked? He was picked in the sixth round of the 95 NFL draft. This dude is a Hall of Fame running back, and he was picked in the sixth round. That is wild. He had a 2,000-yard rushing season with 21 touchdowns in 1998. That is wild. And that's huge back in 98, too. Like. Heck, yeah. And it wasn't just that. He was receiving, too. He had 25 receptions that same year, which isn't that great. But he had – he was averaging 8.7 yards of reception. So he was – even though it was a small dose with the 25 catches that year, yeah. but it wasn't like dink and dunk, let me two yards. He was getting almost a first down every catch. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. special. Yeah. As so far as for uh, for my biggest hits, um, so I know you guys covered a lot of you know kind of pretty recent. Um, I know Jake went you know back to around the '90s area with uh, his his honorable mention. I am going to go back to the '90s. My biggest hit is the man himself, T. O. Terrell Owens, was drafted third. Uh, third round, 89th uh, overall in 1996 out of the University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. I don't even know where that is. Obviously, it's in Tennessee somewhere, man. But I don't even know if Tennessee Chattanooga is still around right now, bro, to be honest with you. But we all know the story of T.O. drafted by the Niners, the career he had there. Then went on to the Eagles, the career he had there. I mean, my guy played. With a broken leg, he he was hurt in the Super Bowl, and was still going off. Like how how man, just how, and just when you thought he was getting a little older, goes to the Cowboys, still having a good career. And I mean, the the year he was with um the Bengals or in you know Chad um and and Carson for that one year, he still he had a great second half to uh, of the career of his career for the with the Bengals. So. To me, right there, that's one of the biggest hits. Is a guy who not many people know. You don't. He doesn't expect to come in. They don't expect him to come in to, in to steal the show, especially being drafted by the Niners. I mean, you're playing with Jerry Rice, so you really have no type of, you know, pressure on you. You're just doing your thing. They're over there, you know, worrying about Jerry, and then they got to worry about this kid T.O. getting open all the time. So. I definitely see why the Niners were forced to be reckoned with. T.O. was definitely part of that. And then not just there with the with the Niners, but just pretty much anywhere he went, man. So that is who I have for my biggest hit. And for a honorable mention, I'm going to go to the man, Shannon Sharp. Shoot, Shannon, man, if you're listening, bro, you know, hit me up. Let me come on the show, man. Debate with you and skip. Um, I'm a big LeBron fan, just like you, man. Um, Shannon was drafted seventh round, 1990. Seventh, seventh round? Seventh round, bro. Seventh round. I would have went home. I wouldn't have said that. That's a big, big hit. I mean, shoot, you might want to have said to, to swap mine and have Shannon be my main guy, T.O. be an honorable mention. But, yeah, Shannon Sharp, seventh round, man. That's insane. And we all know what that guy's done. He's pretty much helped, you know, revitalize and change the tight end position to more of that receiver and a tight end's body type. So that's oh, yeah, why he I have... was he was Kyle Pitts before Kyle Pitts. 
Oh yeah, easily. he was Kelsey before Kelsey. He easily, was, he, he paved the road for all those guys. Yeah, man, easily. So that's who we have. Uh, let us know again down in the comments. Who are your biggest hits? Um, did we miss anybody? Obviously, there's so many other people we could talk about. Russell Wilson uh, drafted in the third round to the the Seahawks. I believe it was third round. I and mean, obviously, we know the career he's had. Maybe there's somebody else we haven't talked about. So let us know in the comments who you feel is uh, biggest hits and uh, biggest misses. Um, but going off topic, gentlemen, again, we mentioned beginning of the show, NFL draft well underway. Uh, we are currently in round three of draft night. So, but before we get into some biggest winners and losers, it is only right, gentlemen, that we talk about the mess that is transpiring up there in Green Bay. Now, before, Do I hear worse franchise in NFL right now? I feel like we, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> we might be getting there. We might be getting there. But before, right. before I get you guys' opinion, I'm going to just read off what has happened within the last 24 hours. And then I will ask for your guys' opinion. So it has come out that Aaron Rodgers is disgruntled with the Packers and that he has told some within the organization that he does not want to return to the team. But it does not stop there. The Packers officials have flown out west where Aaron Rodgers is currently living in attempts to convince him to stay in Green Bay. Um, But obviously nothing has happened. And then it has also come out that the Packers reportedly told Aaron Rodgers they were going to trade him in the offseason, then backed off. But, gentlemen, just when you think Aaron Rodgers is unhappy, okay, he's going to get traded. No, it, that, it, doesn't, it doesn't end there. I wish it could. I mean, I don't wish it could. I love the drama. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a in. I can't even speak. In serious consideration for retirement. My guy had one good stint on Jeopardy and is taking it seriously as a potential career. Jake, I'm going to start with you. Talk to us about what is going on in Green Bay. That field goal they kicked. That's what's going on in Green Bay. Oh, no, Jordan Love in the first it. round. Oh, Jordan Love in the first round when my man needs wide receiver help. That oh, was no. – I mean, we can continue going to where they haven't taken a great uh, position player to help Aaron Rodgers in the first round. They haven't helped him at all. You're not providing – he has Devontae Adams. That's it. I mean, do you blame him? You take Rodgers off – take really Rodgers off the Packers. What's their record? Because we have no idea what Jordan Love is. Yeah. Maybe What's their record? Wins. Four wins, and that's that's just because they're the Packers. Yeah. And you I, have I'd Devontae them, Adams. I give them four wins, just because based of how the team is is constructed right now, I feel like four wins they would be in some of those games, but they would lose because of the simple fact we don't know what Jordan Love is. Um, me personally, I'm not. One of those to say, man, Jordan Love is bad because of, I think he came out of what, Utah State? Mm-hmm. I mean, Josh Allen came out of Buffalo, bro. Where... Coming out of the small colleges doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, it doesn't anymore. mean anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do agree with you. It's To me, 
the Packers trading up for Jordan Love in last year's draft was the feather that just slowly dropped down and just And then at the end of the NFC game, you basically said, Rodgers, we don't trust you. Let me get my kicker out there. It just just collapsed. Um, And to make matters worse, you think, (laughs) okay, we're going through the draft. We got to get this guy some help. They drafted a corner. A corner, bro. You had Elijah Moore still on the board who got drafted in the second round to the Jets. But yeah, we'll talk about that because I'm happy about that. But yeah. Yeah, man. It's it's bad. Jason, what are your thoughts, man? Yeah. Um, well, uh just to piggyback on what you guys said. Um honestly, man, it the the Packers never really brought him help at all to even try to trade for somebody in the NFL to bring him help. Yeah. Um They've done poorly in the draft uh, ever since they won the championship. You know, you know they won the um, Super Bowl. Every, it's, it's been stagnant. Either stagnant or they just went downhill. And Rodgers has done so much for the organization. I mean, he put the organization on his back. He won games for them. I mean, um, what year was that when he threw that Hail Mary pass against the Seahawks? And and th- that was that was a crazy, you know, crazy yeah. game. But it, but it shows that how he puts the team on his back, like, and for them to to put the kicker in in the NFC game last last year and not trusting him, that just shows that it was they just don't care. And and you know what? I mean, I saw something else earlier in the in in the week too, uh, that he was con- like um, he was consider considering going to the Raiders, like yeah. he wouldn't mind going to the Raiders. Um, but honestly, I think it's really going to go down to, <laughs> um, where he might just have to retire, you know, cause, um, I don't think Green Bay knows what they have, but they're being really stingy with it. They don't want to let go of him. Yeah. And, and I, I love the drama, man. Cause he had, he had to do it on draft day. Like any other time, he could have yeah. Done <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you, and it's, it's good that you point that out because it was like, oh, we're all focused NFL draft. You know, these kids are about to have their dreams come true, and Aaron Rodgers said, "No, it's about me. I'm unhappy. You got to give me some help. I want out." So it's it's definitely something to keep watching. Um, that yeah. list of, of teams that he had, it was uh, I believe the Niners. It was all West Coast teams: Niners, Broncos, and the Raiders. Um, from my understanding, the Niners, they wanted everything, which I get, but I'm not about to trade you everything. This guy's 37. Yeah. If this guy was 30, yeah, I'm going you know, to give you everything because you're still banking on him for a good six, seven years possible. But 37, man, to give you number three pick. And they just traded about, you know, everything away to move up to that. So I can't, I can't do that. I, and they wanted picks. I mean, they wanted players, too. Yeah, I can't. Do and, that. and just to add, Rogers sat patiently for four seasons. He wasted four he years of his career. He did quietly, patiently waiting. Yeah. And then when you they finally said, "All right, take the keys, run, take the keys. Here's a car. Have as far as you can with this team." And he did. And the year that they won the Super Bowl, he had weapons. He had yeah. Greg Jennings, and he had a young Jordy Nelson. Yep. You give yep. Aaron Rodgers enough weapons and he kills it. 
even yeah. with no weapons, just Devontae Adams and like three receivers that could be playing in the Arena Football League right now. He's yep. balling out with them, making them division champs every year. So it's just he has two yeah. years left on his contract. So retiring, he would have to sit two seasons, and then yeah, sure. he'd be able to come back as a free agent. Now, I don't know if that's the smart thing to do. Yeah. Favre did it. I don't know if he loves football but, that much to yeah. to want to do that. Like Favre, you understood he loved football. Yeah. Um, obviously, Brady, we see he loves football. Breeze, I feel, could have continued. I just feel like Breeze was getting hurt, and that was the deciding factor. Yeah. I don't know if if Rodgers – I mean, we'll see. It's definitely a topic that will continue to uh, transpire. Um, you guys let us know down in the comments if you're Packers fans. Are you crying right now? If not, man, you should be because your guy's about to lo- leave – the Packers to go host Jeopardy, man. That's Jeopardy. Why? Oh, why oh, wouldn't you, Jeopardy. as a Packers, like as a Packers GM? And I know we will get off this topic because we've been on it for a while. But why wouldn't you? At this point, you know he's not happy. Yeah. Why are you just gonna let him walk and lose the potential of at least getting something for him? Yeah. Whether it's picks next year or it's just a really young guy that has a lot of potential, just hasn't had the right. You need to get something like he's about to walk away and you're stuck with a corner that you drafted in the first round and Jordan Love as your quarterback. So. Yeah. I mean, and just to, for like the little last point on this, I'm not really mad at the fact that they took Jordan Love because, I mean, it's basically the exact same thing that happened with Rodgers and Favre. So I get that. But it is the, the past years of him just wanting a – a weapon. Many people will say, oh, but he's got Devontae Adams. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with wanting more. And they basically just said, nah, man, you're good. You you can just – and granted, Rodgers is one of those types that he can turn a no-name guy into a good guy. But obviously, he's been trying to do so with guys like, you know, MVS and um, St. Brown and whatnot, and they just haven't done so. They haven't taken that opportunity and really ran with it, so – it's definitely a spicy topic. Um, if you're Packers fans, we're sorry. Not sorry, man. This, this is part of the league. You might be the next bad organization uh, right now. Uh, but in other off-topic news, just briefly, it was reported that a Tim Tebow signing was maybe about to happen. Apparently, Tim Tebow tried out at tight end for the Jags. Jason, tell me your thoughts, man. Oh man, um, yeah, that one threw me off when I saw that tight end. I mean, I I like it. I feel it's a little <laughs> you too like it. Late. I feel it's a little too late. I, you know, as a Gators fan, I never saw Tim as a quarterback in the league. Yeah, he had the one good game against the Steelers, wild card. You know, to Demarius Thomas, game winner. But it's just his throwing motion was too long, and it was already bad because he was a lefty. We know the what happens with, you know, those quarterbacks are coming as a left, uh, left-handed left quarterback. But he had the physical attributes, the athletic attributes to play fullback, to play tight end. Um, I just – I do feel it's a little too late. I don't know necessarily how old he is. I think he's like 30, 31 or so. And I know he, he is has, 33. Oh, yeah, 33. So yeah. Well, He's going to be 34 question. before the season starts. Oh, wow. wow. 
Yeah, Tim, if you're listening, man, I don't know. <laughs> well, my, my, my thing is that because, I, I mean, when, when we see him play at Florida, we didn't see his, like, catching ability, but we did see yeah. his running ability. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, I mean, he, he looks like a really good, like, third down situation back or fullback. Yeah. You know? He, and he did slim down. I know he had a um, – I know you guys may know a little bit more. I know he had a, a brief stint with the Mets trying his hand in baseball. Yeah, yeah, didn't look like it worked out. Obviously, he's trying to shoot a shot back with the NFL. So we'll see. I mean, I'll be here for it. I mean, it is the Jags at this point. They'll take anybody, man. Trevor Lawrence, uh, Sunshine, if you will, as I call him. You know, remember Titans reference. I mean, they could use him. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? You may have Tim Tebow and uh, Lawrence back there. You know, a little trickery. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Urban Stop. Meyer. It's Stop. Urban Meyer. You know, he, he was with Urban Meyer back in 06. Oh, that's right. Urban Meyer yeah. is the coach. Oh, that yeah, is man. Cool. So wow. we'll see. We'll see. Wow, if, wow. if anybody, if he would come out to do it, I'm not even sure he's retired, but if he would come back to try it, I feel like Urban would be the guy who could potentially yeah. to do so. But. That is in uh, other news. We'll see what happens with that. Um, again, as we uh, talked about beginning of the show, the NFL draft, uh, day one happened yesterday. It came. It went. Um, no doubt if you're listening to this, you're either happy with what your team did or you're you're sad with what your team did. So we're just going to mention a few um, winners and losers. Uh, if you guys want to take one, just, you know, give me one winner, give me one loser. I mean, it can be your favorite team for all, for all we know. It doesn't necessarily have to be anything. Um, so Jake, give me your biggest winners and losers so far, the NFL draft. So winners, just because I know their needs way more and it's going to be one of the teams that, you know, I follow, I root for, it's going to be the jets. I think they made incredible moves last night. Of course, obviously, we knew they were going to get Zach Wilson at number two. But the trade that they did with Minnesota to get the 14th pick, and they went for Elijah Vera Tucker, a tackle that also plays guard. He's listed as an offensive tackle slash guard. So you can play him basically anywhere on the line. And he's – I think that was a great pickup because you have Makai Becton, who is phenomenal was abused by Adam Gase because he was hurt. But yeah, yeah, Adam Gase still said, oh, no, we need you because he was fighting for his job. But you you start building that line a little bit. You got Zach Wilson out there. And then in the second round, they picked Elijah Moore. That's going to be a great – he's small. He he is on the small side. But we've seen that size doesn't matter at wide receiver position. Yeah. And what about biggest losers, you feel? To be honest, I think I'm gonna go with the Raiders. I don't I don't think they they grabbed the offensive tackle that didn't have the best grade and they had a solid pick at seventeen. Yeah. I don't I feel like they could have done a lot more with that pick or even traded to move up and get maybe like a Devontae Smith. I know you probably had to trade a little bit more, but you need a wide receiver weapon. Henry Ruggs has to still step it up a little bit but you need to get Derek Carr some weapons. Because as I said before in one of our episodes, it's not Derek's car fault. He had a great season last year. So you need to get him some help. But we'll see. Yeah, man. Uh, Jason, who are your biggest winners and losers of the draft? Yeah, um, biggest winners, uh, I would have to say the Dolphins, man. Um, the Dolphins were the biggest winners, to, in my opinion, uh, drafting um, 
Jalen Waddle and also uh, Jillian Phillips. Um, as far as Waddle, um, he reunites with um, Tua. Um, you know, they were college teammates, and you know they know each other pretty well, like very well. They, they had a lot of time behind, and you know, um, and off on offense um, uh, for the years that they were at Alabama, and also picking up Jillian Phillips. I, I watched him closely at and at, at Miami, uh, the Hurricanes. And he was a really good player, man. Yeah, he was the driving force of that defense. Uh, even um, especially with all that hype, with you know the Hurricanes were back, uh, he was definitely um, definitely uh, uh, one of the leading forces on that team. Um, and losers, uh, I would have to say the team we were just talking about, the uh, the Packers. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I mean, yeah, he's like uh, Eric Stokes. I seen him play in Georgia some of his games um um uh the SEC games I watched but um but he's not going to honestly he's not going to be a big attribute to uh to the Packers man the Packers need to do bigger to even to keep um uh, Aaron Rodgers or even try to trade their way to a, a great player so uh that's my um uh, lose, my winners and losers. And I did want to mention one thing real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, I was talking to you off air about this uh, with you, Matt. This is very fascinating to me. I don't think I've ever seen this before, but there's three um, wide receiver and quarterback duels that played in college together, not going to play in, in NFL. You have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Yeah. They played with each other in LSU. Now they're playing with each other in, in, um, in Cincinnati. Tua and Jalen Waddle. Um, Obviously, they were. Um, I just mentioned they were playing Alabama. Now they're playing in um, um, in Miami, and Devonta, Devonta, um, yeah, Devonta Smith and Jalen uh, Hurts. Uh, they played with each other in Alabama before Jalen Hurts went to Oklahoma. But they had some time with each other um, in Alabama, and then reuniting uh, with each other in um, in Philadelphia. So I've never seen that before. Uh, like college teammates now, you know, being duos in in yeah. Uh, the next level so yeah it, it definitely helps um you already have some good chemistry obviously it's going to only continue to get bigger and better because this is your job now um me for my biggest winners and losers winners i'm going to go with the chicago bears to have justin fields delivered to you is just absolutely great. Now, yeah, they, they had to trade up for him, but it was the right trade. Obviously, they learned their lesson from a couple years ago when they drafted Mitch Trubisky over Deshaun Watson. Yes, over Deshaun Watson, but it doesn't stop there, gentlemen. Over Patrick Mahomes. Now, look, I'll say this. I'll give you the Patrick Mahomes because of the simple fact nobody knew really who he was coming out of Texas Tech. I mean, I haven't really paid attention to Texas Tech since Graham Harrell and Michael Crabtree days, which was a long time ago. So I can't really say that, but I think they learned their lesson. We're not just going to, you know, they say, if you love a guy, go up and get him. So I was I was really happy to see them go up, get Justin Fields. I mean, yeah, they have uh, Andy Dalton, the red rifle, um, but he's just, you know, a stopgap. And I know they said Nick Foles, those guys aren't your starters. Nick, uh, just, Justin Fields is your franchise, a potential franchise. Obviously, we have to see him play. Um, and they did some good stuff today. 
in day two, I saw they went out and got Tevin Jenkins, right tackle out of Oklahoma State. So that's that's showing you that they're really uh, Pace and and Nagy are really trying to fix what was you know broken. And I mean the defense, Khalil Mack, uh, Roquan Smith, they're you know Don uh, Trevathan, they're still they're still there. Eddie Jackson, you know they're still pretty good. So they're trying to make sure that they they hit well. Um, losers. Losers, I I might have to side with you there also too with the Packers, just because of the simple fact you needed to to make your guy happy. And you said, I mean, we we dropped a court a corner. I heard you ran four two. He can just intercept the ball and take it to the crib for you. You don't even gotta get on the field. But hey, we'll talk about that whenever that happens again. So let us know down in the comments. NFL Jeff is on right now. Obviously, when you guys listen to this, it'll be Monday. Let us know who you feel your biggest overall winners are throughout the whole draft process, as well as losers. But, gentlemen, wow, I really can't speak today, huh? Uh, Gentlemen, that is going to wrap up our NFL section. We are going to take a brief halftime and hear a word from our sponsor. Do you have hair? Do you have skin? Do you want to improve both? Contact Sammy Valise on Instagram today and begin your healthy hair and skin journey. Click the link in her bio to take a quiz to identify your beauty needs and help you find the best Monet products for you. DM her samples and you will receive your choice of hair or skincare samples. Once again, that's Sam underscore Evelise. And we are back. We thank Samantha so much uh, for sponsoring us. If um, you guys know her personally, uh, make sure you hit her up uh, for some products over at, I want to say it's Monet. Um, I may be butchering this. If I am, I'm so sorry. It is Monet, like the money. Monet. Yeah, oh, like I like when, that. Yeah, oh. like, when, like when, you came, when you came out the ghetto, Matt, when you made it, when you said, Mama, oh, we made it. And you said, we going to get the Monet. Yeah, just okay, like well, that. y'all hit up Samantha for some Monet. <laughs> yes. No, she's not going to give you some money, but she will make sure your hair is looking like Monet. And as you guys um, heard in the the sponsor, the ad, hit her up, DM her with the word samples, and she can hit you up with some free samples. Yeah, man, get your hair popping. Um, but going into the NBA, we're going to continue on with our theme, and that is biggest hits and misses. Uh, Jason, tell me who your biggest misses are for the NBA. Well, well, well. Um, <laughs> this might be, you know, two of the – uh, most uh, uh, popular choices. My first choice is Kwame Brown of the 2001 first round pick. Well, first pick overall, let's say that, Kwame Brown. Now, Kwame Brown, I don't know. I mean, there's so much to say about how he played in, <laughs> where in the NBA, right? yeah. <laughs> where we begin. Uh, but I did pull up some stats here. And, um, man, so – his best year was his third year in Washington. Um, he averaged 10 points. Okay. 10 points. That was his best year ever. Um, and his worst year was the last year he played. Uh, he only averaged a point. Wait a minute. Hold on. This was <laughs> My your guy number said one overall 10 pick. Points. 10 points, bro. 10 points. <laughs> That's crazy. 
a center, a center of power forward averaging 10 points. Back in the early year? 2000s when big men almost ruled the league. Yes. Come on, Kwame. Kwame, man. You Kwame Brown. <laughs> you got to do better, Kwame. Yeah, and there's, there's, there's so many photos online, too, where um, – because when he got drafted to Washington, um, he did play with um, MJ his last year, Michael, uh, Michael Jordan's last year in the league, and it was pictures of him, like, frustrated with him. And then, obviously, there's pictures with him and Kobe and Kobe getting on him about uh, his frustrations. So, <sighs> Kwame Brown. So, um, that was my first, first pick. Uh, my honorable mention – and could be easily easily be my first choice, but um, I'm gonna go with Greg Oden, 2007 first overall pick. And Greg Oden, I mean, he, there was so much hype with him in high school, in college when he went to Ohio State the first year. Yeah, man. Um, and then he went to the league and he played by injuries, you know. And the other thing too, he looked like he was 50 years old playing out there in, in high school and college. Yeah. So I mean. He had, you know, was it the Benjamin Button syndrome? Did yeah. You want to call it that? Yeah, so. it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. It was so, bad. Yeah, pretty bad, man. So those are, those are my choices for the biggest misses. Yeah, those are those are really good. Of course, we all know uh, Kwame Brown and and uh, Greg Oden. Greg Oden is. I feel I, I understand why you went honorable mention with him. I feel it was more injury than it was actually him in his play. I mean, he he didn't even play, I think, the first year, if I'm not mistaken. And then it took him – I don't even know if he ever played again for the Blazers. I know he played, like, a couple games with the Heat. Um, but, yeah, he, he just never got his foot going. The, the injuries really just kind of hindered him from really yeah. showing that first-round, you know, true ability. But, Jake, who do you have as your biggest misses? So my first miss um, is Jaleel Okafor. He was the third overall pick in the 2015 draft by the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, his first season was actually pretty good, not going to lie. For a 20-year-old coming into the league, 2015, where big men like me and Matt always say weren't that big, you know, that wasn't what you were looking for. Steph Curry was killing the league that year, 15-16. Yeah. So you're going off of that and the center's not being huge. And he had 17 and a half points. So that that's actually pretty good. And he was getting about eight rebounds a game. So that first season, you're like, oh, man, he's going to be great. Psych, year two, 11 points. It's like, okay, what's going on? Then he goes to six points, doesn't start a game, plays 28 games. And does not touch double digits ever again. He is averaging 4.4 points a game right now with the Detroit Pistons. That's crazy. Hasn't started either. That's crazy, man. (laughs) That's wild. That's And he he has so much potential, man. He did. He really did. What do you have as your honorable mention? So... Granted, he's still young, so you never know. Maybe on a different team if something happens. But I asked – we just talked about it, and it's your fourth year. You sh- we should already – right now we know if you're a bust or not. Yeah. So I went with Josh Jackson. He was the fourth overall pick by the Phoenix Suns. And up and down, man. You know, he's he's been playing most games um, 
2019 last year, the 2019-2020 season, only played 22 games as a member of the Grizzlies. Nine points. His best year is right now, actually, and that's 13.6. Being the fourth overall pick, you got to be doing more than that. Like, you're not contributing at all. You got traded. In four seasons, this is your third team. That's... <laughs> that tells you something right there. You're definitely a miss. Uh, yeah. Definitely a miss. Um, as far as for my biggest uh, miss, I'm going to go with Anthony Bennett, who was drafted first overall in 2013. Now, I'm not really going to elaborate on more on this. All I know is that Anthony Bennett was supposed to save Cleveland, was supposed to be I believe at that point from uh, the Cavs GM who was really just salty that LeBron had left bigger than LeBron was going to help bring a championship. I don't even think my guy's in the league right now. That's how bad it is. Anthony Bennett. And I think he was even traded when LeBron came back with Wiggins for Kevin Love. So how disrespectful is that? Your GM comes out, says, oh, he's going to be the next best thing since sliced bread, blah, 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 and then you ship him out. What? Come on, Anthony Bennett, bro. What are we so, doing? So real quick, Matt, Anthony Bennett's last season, 2016-2017 NBA season at oh, 23 no. years old. Oh, no. My guy was – goodness. That's that so was bad. his fourth team. Each year was on a different team. Goodness. That's sad. That's so sad. <laughs> and this was supposed to be the savior. Man, that's sad. Yeah. Honorable mention, I have Adam Morrison, who was drafted three overall, number three overall to the Lakers. Honestly, man, I'm not even going to elaborate more on this. The guy, just looking at that guy's mustache, it was just bad. He just had butts written all over him, bro. It was bad, man. Um, mm-hmm. But here's the thing, though. I can't hate on this. My guy did get two rings. He didn't contribute, but he did get them rings, though. So, yeah, you see Adam Morrison in the streets calling him a bus. He's going to flash them two rings at you. He's going to let you know he two-time champion sitting on the bench. Repping for guys like Brian Scalabrini. But hey, ring is a ring, man. I can't hate on that. Hey, hey, hey Matt, um, there's one player that I um, I think we all kind of like uh, definitely looked over in the uh, NBA. Um, NBA. Uh-huh. Um, he was hyped a lot. Uh, Jimmer for debt. Oh, he yes. Jimmy Buckets. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there there was a lot. Uh, also, too, I saw Hashim Thabit. I don't know if you guys remember him. Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah 7-3 center. He got drafted by the Grizzlies. It was supposed to be this elite, you know, shot-blocking defender, maybe Gobert before Gobert was himself, and just it did not work out. Did not work out at all. I can't remember where he – I think he came from UConn. I want to say he was teammates with Kimba. I, I could be so, wrong. Yeah. I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah. Could, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, so you guys let us know down in the comments what you think. Um, obviously, you know, there's, there's so many. We, we're probably still missing some. You let us know, as far as NBA-wise, NBA who are your biggest misses. Um, but we're going to go into our biggest hits now. And uh, I'm going to actually start off on this one, gentlemen. Uh, my biggest hits is a guy who, is, who might actually win MVP this year, and that is Nikola Jokic, the Joker. This guy was drafted 
41st overall in the second round. Obviously, NBA is only two rounds. Uh, he was drafted 41st overall in 2014. We know, you know, NBA second round, you're not really expected to kind of come in and contribute. So obviously 2021, it's been, you know, some years. He's obviously been able to get better. And man, do we see it. This guy, Jokic, is paving the way for playmaking big men to to come into the league and start their own. He's shown he can have the offense run through him. He can hit the three. He can assist, bring the ball down the court. Murray's not there. He's still balling. Like I said, he, he could potentially become the uh, MVP of this year just based off of how consistent he's been. Um, and my, as far as for my honorable mention, I'm going to go with Draymond Green. He was taken 35th overall um, in 2012. Obviously, we know Draymond Green and his, uh, his story out of Michigan State, um, playing with uh, the Splash Brothers and whatnot. You know, really good defensive guy. A couple rings to his belt. Um, also can facilitate, run the offense as well. Um, kind of, I wouldn't say he started it. But he was kind of helped bring the, the the NBA into that small ball four spot that he can shoot, he can you know facilitate, um, not just a big man, but he can also play some really good defense and get some boards. So uh, those who I have for my biggest NBA hits, Jake, who do you have for your biggest NBA hits? Sorry, so for me, I have Jimmy Butler as my big one. He was taken with a 30th pick right at the end of the first round. But usually if you're not like a top, let's say, five pick, you're not expected to do much. You're not going to be expected to be, if you're forming any type of big three, you're not the one or the two. You're probably that third guy, maybe a good guy that comes off the bench, a solid six man. But as we know, and we saw Jimmy Butler last year, which me personally – Stat-wise, that wasn't his best season, but just what he did with that Miami Heat team, it just shows you that stats isn't always everything. He was only averaging 19 points a game, almost yeah, 20. Man. He averaged more a couple seasons with like with the Bulls where he was averaging over 22 points. But last year, what he did with that Heat team, being the only star, a bunch of young guys, and he took them to the finals. And those finals games where he was on the sideline huffing and puffing because he just couldn't – he was giving it all he had. For me right there, that Jimmy Butler rose to, like, my one of my favorite players to watch just off yeah. of the hustle and heart that he had. It was insane. Yeah, and then uh, earned a lot of respect from, from a lot yeah. of people. And then honorable mention, I'm going to go Giannis, okay? He was the 15th pick. But no one expects, like I said, a guy out of the top five to win the MVP. Giannis is winning the MVP. He still has a lot to grow trying to get that jump shot. But I feel since 2017, he's been averaging over 23 points a game. So that's that was only his fourth year in the league. So for 15th pick, he's the number one player probably in the NBA. That's up for discussion. But at least stat-wise, popularity. No one expects a 15th overall pick to be MVP. So I have to put him as my honorable mention. Yeah, those are definitely some good ones. Definitely some good ones right there. What about you, Jason? Who you got? Yeah. Um, my first choice is uh, Julius Randle. Um, 
even though he went, um, uh, he was picked in the first round uh, from Kentucky. Uh, but his first season, he was plagued by injury. I think it was a knee injury he had um, uh, that he was out for a whole season for the Lakers. Uh, he came back and, you know, played um, some minutes and, and played, he, he, he scored some points, but his stock was rising. Like um, uh, his, I think it was his fourth year or fifth year. Uh, he went to um, New Orleans and he was playing a really good ball there. Played really good ball in, in New Orleans. And then they trade him to the Knicks, to my New York Knicks, uh, also J, uh, Jake's uh, New York Knicks. And he's playing lights out this year. Uh, you know, he's in the talks of being an MVP um, for this year and helping the Knicks turn, I mean, the whole franchise around, not even the season, the franchise around, because the Knicks were not doing well for years ever since Carmelo left. And so uh, he definitely put, you know, the whole city, the whole state on his back, and he's playing lights out. Um, and he's he's the biggest hit. Uh, for, in my opinion, biggest hit for the Knicks as well. And so that's that's my pick. And my second uh, honorable mention, well, my my second pick or my honorable, honorable mention is um, is Damian Lillard. Um, even though he went uh, in really the first round, one. yeah, uh, you know, sixth pick overall in the first round, 20, 2012, he came from a college that nobody really knows about, Weber State. Yeah, you know, um, but he's a dog, man. He he's a dog. He, he night in, night out. He fights for his team. Uh, he plays lights out from uh, on the offensive side, defensive side. And we see how chippy he can get when <laughs> he's being challenged on the court. And so uh, but definitely the biggest hit. And he's also putting, you know, the whole state of Oregon on his back uh, to help them to get to the playoffs each year. And I just pulled up something right now. It's funny because um, my Knicks, um, uh, it's, it's from the New York Post. It says the Knicks watching for opportunity to, opportunity to pry Damian Lillard from the Blazers. So I hope that can happen. That can happen, yeah, that'd man. Be big. That'd be huge, yeah. That'd be really big. Yeah, because uh, I know Lillard doesn't believe in, you know, like creating a big three or, you know, he's very, like, to himself. He's like, I'm not going to go to a place where I can easily win a championship. I'm going to – Yeah, he wants to you know, challenge. Fight. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, those are my those are my picks. Yeah, man, those are really some good ones. Uh, definitely good honorable mention there. And um, Dame Dalla himself. Um, we all love some some Damian Lillard, man. That guy's – he's on another level. Clutch time is Dame time. Mm-hmm. Love that guy, man. But uh, you guys let us know, the regulars, who you feel – um, or some big NBA busts, big NBA hits, or maybe if you disagree with the guys we said. Uh, but going off topic, gentlemen, not many, too much happened as far as lately when it comes to the NBA. Um, but NBA playoffs are going to be starting in a couple of weeks. Um, so we just want to go ahead and take a look at the conferences um, to kind of get us a little geared up for, for NBA basketball to, to come up with. So we're going to we want to look at the NBA uh, conferences. Eastern Conference we'll start off with, and I'll probably just go through um, the the top eight teams to start off with. And you guys just you know let me know who you feel you know is doing good. Now look, I know that both of you are Knicks fans. Put right. some respect oh, on let me, it. Let me finish. Let me finish. 
I know the you both know of the you vibe. are Knicks you fans. All right. If this sucker goes longer than 20 minutes, I'm going to edit this and make it seem like it was a minute long. <laughs> Alright. Just take so a just, break real quick, man. Just, just do take your a break best real quick. To make it not as long. That's all I'm saying. But getting into the conferences, Eastern Conference, we have at the top the Brooklyn Nets are sitting atop the Eastern Conference for right now. They're just a game up on the 76ers at number two. You have the Milwaukee Bucks uh at number three. The New York Knicks are at number four. The Atlanta Hawks come in at five, Boston Celtics at six, the Miami Heat at seven, and the Charlotte Hornets are at eight. So, gentlemen, give me a, give me something that you you see out of this top eight uh, that you that has you happy. So, obviously, I I'm ecstatic about the Knicks, but one thing I do want to bring up that I could see possibly happening. So, the Hawks lost Trey Young. Granted, it's not for a long time. It's not for the end of the – he's not out for the season. But they did lose him. And a team that has been playing really well is the Washington Wizards. Their last 10 games, they're 9-1. and one. They're not out yet. They're definitely in the play-in right now. So you, I could definitely see them just heating up and moving up into the standings. And I can see the Hawks moving down. Celtics are picking it up. Heat are staying at 500, 5 and 5 their last 10. Hornets are 3 and 7. They're waiting for LaMelo to come back. So we'll see how the bottom part heats up, but I think the top 4 are going to stick to be honest. I don't think the Knicks really have that much to lose. Yeah. Because I don't see any of these other teams really getting past them cuz the Knicks are keeping up with everybody. So, I'm excited about the Knicks. Say what you want, man. The Knicks were not supposed to be here. They were not supposed to be here. And just like Jason said, Julius Randle is not only carrying the team, he changed the culture. They changed the front office, and that front office is changing it. They're making New York Knicks a destination again, so be excited, people. Be excited. Yeah, man. I'll I'll say this. I'll join in on the the Knicks love for just a split second. I said last week – I mean, I'm, I still think they get by the first round, but that's just me. Um, I said this last week. If the New York Knicks are playing good basketball, it is good for the NBA in general. When New York – and it's not just the Knicks. Yeah, the, you know, the Brooklyn Nets are also playing pretty good. I mean, pretty good. They're number one seed in the, in the East so far. So, when you know, the whole state of New York is just doing really good as far as basketball. Basketball as a whole, I feel, is really good. I mean – LA when California is also doing this when you have both those teams it's 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 really good to to see um just briefly one good thing that I liked from this uh these eight teams I'm gonna get some love to the Charlotte Hornets man holding it down no LaMelo ball yet he's uh trying to come back from the wrist It, it was slated that he was potentially out for the rest of the year but it looks like he might be able to come back hopefully he can him, what him and, and Miles Bridges have going as far as that chemistry, and you add in Scary Terry, man, they're they're really exciting to watch. I definitely say that. So hopefully, you know, they and it'd be good experience for him and those young guys to get some playoff experience. Yeah, they might lose, you know, round one to the Brooklyn Nets if these, you know, standings stay true. But it, I mean, it's still good rookie year, potential rookie of the year. Get into the playoffs, earn some experience, and go from there. 
But what about you, Jason? What do you like so far from this top eight? Yeah, yeah. So um, you guys brought up a lot of point, um, great points. But um, the first thing I love, man, is my Knicks. My Knicks are doing well. Just like Jacob said, we were not supposed to be here. I mean, uh, it was just talks last year, like um, management was was rough. I mean, the owner, J- James Dolan, um, he didn't care at all. So it's like, what, what's the Knicks going to do, you know? But um, from the draft uh, last year, uh, uh, actually, yeah, yeah, last year, uh, when we got um, OB Toppin from um, Dayton, and he's a Brooklyn native, you know, um, a New York native. So uh, I've been watching him in college ball, and he's pretty well. So I, I like when we got that pick, and then previously we got R.J. Barrett, and then now we got Julius Randle. I mean, we got a good team, good team going forward, and I like them a lot. And uh, like you said, Matt, you know, when the Knicks are playing well, it's good for basketball in general. Yeah, it's man. good because it, it's, uh, it's, it's beautiful to see. And it's crazy because LeBron said the same thing. He said in a tweet, like, you know, it's good for basketball the Knicks are playing well. Yeah. And so – yeah, they're playing well, man. And and honestly, I feel like they're like a piece or, or a couple piece away from being really serious contenders, like serious contenders in yeah, the league. I'd agree. And yeah, so I, I, I love it, man. And then to piggyback what you said, um, and I've been saying this for a while, man, it, the Charlotte Hornets, man, they, they're a team to watch out for the next few years um, and because they are young, they're fearless, really and young. if they can – and yeah, and if they can stay healthy, um, like Lamelo uh, Ball coming back before the playoffs, man, they can make some noise. They make some serious noise. So, but uh, yeah, that's what I love, man, from the Eastern Conference. Uh, you know, Brooklyn Nets are playing really good ba- uh, basketball, but honestly, I feel they they show their weakness already this year. And a weakness is if their players are not healthy, they're not going to do well. And so they they need all their players to be healthy to for them to win the championship because if one of the players are out man it's going to be a struggle so as crazy as that sounds but you know if they not healthy they're not they're not going to win championship yeah, yeah definitely so moving on into the western conference um leading the the conference i'll say this for pj's sake man utah jazz <laughs> uh, nobody really it's the Jazz. It's the Jazz, man. Uh, Utah Jazz, number two, Phoenix Suns. Number three, LA Clippers. You got the Nuggets at four. Lakers at five. Mavericks at six. Blazers at seven. And the Grizzlies at eight. I'm going to start this one off. And no, it is not going to – I'm not going to talk about the Lakers. I want to give some major love to probably the my first team – if you know me, yeah, I'm, I'm jumping the bandwagon a lot. Hey, it's whatever, bro. I'm going to give my love to my first team that I actually love to watch growing up that made basketball fun for me, and that's the Phoenix Suns. Nice. The Phoenix Suns have clinched a playoff berth since 09 when they had Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire. That is big time. Uh, Devin Booker has been slept on for so long, man. And it seemed like he was just dying over there in Phoenix. Here comes CP3, franchise savior. We saw what he did with the Thunder, took him to the playoffs. Yeah, they lost, but the fact that they weren't even, I mean, like you said, they weren't even supposed to be there. Just like, you know, the Knicks, they weren't even supposed to be here. Thunder weren't even supposed to be there, still made it. And Mm -hmm. here they are, second best record. And here's the, the funny thing. 
they're only a game back of the Jazz. So they could still potentially become your number one, you know, seeded team in the West. And that's saying a lot for them. Stop sleeping on Devin Booker for, you know, those of you who are listening. If you are, please wake up because that guy is legit. He is very serious. Um, but that's that's what I love to see as far as when it comes to these Western Conference standings. What about you, Jason? What do you love? Yeah, um, piggyback what you're saying is the Suns, man. The Suns, it's funny because I, I went and added to um, to what you said. Like, um, I remember back playing NBA Live, the team I would choose was the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> You know, to play with them on NBA yeah, Live. Man, that, yeah, that running gun. It was it, yeah. it was they didn't have no defense, but the yeah. offense was legit. Yeah, it was it was unstoppable. Unstoppable. But um yeah, uh it, it's great to see that Phoenix Suns are playing great basketball and Devin Booker's getting help. And Chris Paul, uh yeah, I mean look, Chris Paul, like he, he's aging like fine wine, just like LeBron. You know, they're playing well. They continue to play well, consistency is there. Um it's beautiful to see, man. And um, I, I, I want to, because I did mention him earlier. I want to give some love to Trailblazers. Uh, you know, they're playing lights out. You know, they're 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 dogs out out there, and and they gave Carmelo Anthony the chance to play in the league again, man. Because yeah, Carmelo definitely. was going everywhere, and and nobody was giving him that chance. And yeah, he finally got his role. Exactly. Yeah, and he's he's playing like like he like he was in his prime, you know, there's some glimpse of him, like uh, putting some moves on some guys and especially young guys and yeah. that watch him grow up. And it's, it's crazy to see, but it's, it's exciting, man. Um, the West always is, is always like that. They always have the exciting, you know, drama before the playoffs. Yeah. Cause you know, they're, everybody's like a game or two from each other to pass each other. So yeah, that's what I'm excited about the West. What about you, Jake? So I think we're all on the same page with the Suns, uh, mainly for Book, like Dave, uh, Devin Booker, man. Since we since he got into the league, has been nothing but excellent. Like, A walking bucket. Yeah, that's, and it's. We want to talk about players being disrespected. Devin Booker is one B, and one A is Damian Lillard. Yeah, probably the two most disrespected players in the NBA. It is I ridiculous. I am so happy that Devin Booker is finally going to get that playoff run. I honestly can see them going deep with the Lakers. I think I could see the the Western Conference Finals being Lakers Suns. And the only reason why you can't sleep on the Lakers, they're the fifth seed. And they haven't had LeBron for almost a month, month and a half, yeah. about. And AD a little bit longer. Obviously, AD's back. But before, they both their stars were out. So they yeah. were just – they were moving along, but they kept it steady. Um, another team that I'm actually really ex- – like, I love watching him play. It's Luka Doncic. Like, that mm. Mavs team with Luka – you take Luka out, and that Mavs team is on the bottom of this Western Conference. They're playing with the Rockets. They would have been out already. They're, they they would have been playing for trying to see who gets the first-round pick. But Luka's killing it. There's a lot of young guys in this Western. You got J- John Morant with the oh, Grizzlies. Yeah. That man is bad. Yeah. Let, me get, let me get a big three with Luka, 
John Morant and Lillard. All right, let me put all three of those on one team and let's see what happens. That'd be a dream. But this Western Conference is nice. Yeah. I don't don't see the Nuggets or Jazz doing anything, to be honest. They have too many injuries. Yeah, it's Uh, definitely going to heat up, like you said, man. Um, Like I said, I could have easily just, you know, the Lakers, they're staying afloat. LeBron's not even back. Obviously, he's the missing puzzle piece that, that makes that engine go. Um, so we'll see what happens when he gets back. Obviously, I still think they make the playoffs if he decides he wants to come back a week before the playoffs. Isn't um, he playing tonight? I, I think so. it was rumored that he was going to give it a go, and if he couldn't, I think the next game Sunday, yeah, against the Jazz, he was for right. sure going to give it a go. So, gotcha. Eighty's back. It doesn't look like he's on a minute restriction anymore. Um, he dropped, I think, twenty six in the points in the loss against the Wizards. Jeez. So <laughs> dude didn't play for two months and comes yeah. back. I'm gonna drop yeah. twenty six real yeah. quick. Yeah. Right. All right. So real quick, I just want to hear what you guys think about this. So NFC, I'm mean, not NFC. Wow. Western Conference Finals. This is why we're the regular guys. So Western Conference Finals, Suns, Lakers. Who are you taking? And I want Jason to join in on this too. I'm I'm gonna go first. Uh, obviously, LeBron bias. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Lakers in five. This is no shade to the Phoenix Suns. I absolutely love what you're doing. Keep you know keep it up. You know Booker, CP3, Aiden. You know those guys are eating right now. But man, LeBron and and company is just when he comes back, it is just too too much depth. I don't know who will be guarding Drummond. I don't know who's gonna guard. Anthony Davis. I don't know who's going to guard LeBron James. I don't even know if DeAndre Aiden can guard AD or Drummond. And if he can, you can only choose one. That's true. That's very true. Which, you know, and that's the thing. Whoever you choose, the other one's going to eat. So, I mean, yeah, you know, they have Booker, CP3. um, And, you know, the Lakers got guys like Dennis Schroeder, Alex Caruso, KCP. I'm not saying that they're going to lock those guys down per se, but they are more bodies who can be thrown at, you know, CP3, Booker, who are mainly the engine that's keeping that team running and, you know, that that drives them, that gets them started. So me personally, I'm going to take Lakers in five. Okay. Um, actually, I'm going to take the Suns in seven. Um, I feel like the Suns can pull it out. They uh, – they don't have the depth as the Lakers, but they have playmakers on their side. And especially um, when Chris Paul and um, Devin Booker are on the game, it, it's it's really tough to beat them. And Chris Paul, like, there's there's times where you, you don't expect him to do the things he does, and he, he just pulls out of his hat, like, a 50-point game or or uh, just enough to help, help this, you know, his team to uh, – to win. So I, I feel like the Suns can pull it out. Uh, but I, I mean, we all, we all know the Lakers is probably going to be the one that's going to win the series, but I have, I have my pick as the Suns winning in seven. Cause it's, I feel like they have enough to where they can um, give enough trouble to the Lakers. So that that's, that's my pick. I will say the disrespect, a bigger, a bigger uh, threat than the jazz will. The disrespect yeah. that Matt said, <laughs> Lakers in five. 
Like that's just we. I just said Devin Booker is the most disrespected player. You say yup, yup, and then you go ahead and say Lakers in five. I mean, How but dare it, you? Here's the thing: it's not disrespectful because he's making it to the championship game. Oh, okay. This is so, the biggest boss right here. You got to. It's like saying, "Hey, boss. you know, she has a nice personality. Hey, at least you made it this far." But I mean, no we could disrespect. also say the disrespect that, the that Jason chose <laughs> the Phoenix Suns over the reigning champions after they've added Drummond. Well, he said seven games. He still uh, said it was a great series. Yeah, so I didn't tell, say four. So tell me that's, this. That's respectful. Last little comment before we we go into the hype. When healthy. Who's better team-wise? The Nuggets team that we saw in the playoffs or this Phoenix team? I'm talking cool. Murray's back, everything. I already want Nuggets, man. So if you're going Nuggets, we saw what LeBron and company did to that team. Without drumming, I think I rest my case. I The only reason why I don't say Nuggets <laughs> is because you got CP3. CP3 at point is different. No, he, he definitely He's, is. They I take I'll take CP three over Murray any day. I would agree. I would agree with that. I just don't think it's enough. I don't think I, mean, I get it, but forty four and eighteen, no injuries in a Western conference. That's that's solid. No injuries for the Suns. Forty four yeah, and eighteen. About the championship game, Jake. That's a whole you know what? Let, let's just see till it happens. I don't appreciate the disrespect. I asked a simple question, and you went five games. I don't like that. Yeah, we can I mean, move I could have said, said they sweep them. That's really All right. So let's I talk about what we're hype about. I don't. I could at least say, you know, the Suns. I gave them one game, bro. I gave them one game, man. Jeez. We're going to go into the hype. That was the end of our NBA section. Um, let us know in, in the comments what, what you think in uh, that hypothetical. Can the Suns dethrone the Lakers and become the new face of the Western Conference? Let us know. We would definitely love to hear your thoughts on that. But going into the hype, gentlemen, uh, Jason, start us off, man. What's something you're hyped about? Yeah, what I'm hyped about, um, it's a sport that we didn't talk about um, tonight, but uh, I'm hyped about my Yankees. Um, Even though they're not playing great ball right now, but they're starting to get their stride back. Um, they won tonight, actually. Um, uh, it was a blowout win. But uh, 26 games into the season, I mean, it's, it's early. It's early in baseball terms. Um, there's a lot to be played for. They're only, I think, three and a half games back from their division. So, I mean, sometimes teams have fast starts. Sometimes have some teams have uh, slow starts. So, but, uh, you know, it's too early to give up on this New York Yankee team. They, they're loaded on both sides of um, – on offense and defense and uh, batting and pitching. And so I feel like they can definitely pull it off to the point where they can be back into the postseason and um, and ultimately make it to the World Series. I, I feel like they have all the pieces they need. They might need to add some pieces uh, during uh, uh, trade deadline. But uh, other than that, that's what I'm hyped about. You know, um, big Yankee fan. Grew up watching them when I was a kid, and I bought, I bought some gear this year just to, you know, to really support them. So uh, that's what I'm hyped about for this year. Nice, nice. Okay, baseball. 
I probably fell asleep during that. I'm not gonna lie. But uh, <laughs> again, with the disrespect. Uh, but Jake, tell the people, man, what you're hyped about. So first of all, before I go into that, I wish I could talk about baseball, Jason, but I was grounded from baseball. Okay, <laughs> I wish I could look. Matt's out here stretching. Y'all can't see this, but Matt is out here stretching. Like if I'm doing <laughs> some type of lecture on some science for 30 minutes i said the word baseball and he's already tired. i gotta stay awake man I gotta stay all right awake. you know what <laughs> disrespectful all right so what i'm hype about uh we just touched on it in the nfl section the jets now i'm a giants and jets fan okay so i've seen success with the giants two super bowls i haven't seen a super bowl l so i know what it's like to have that successful team yeah the jets have have never been a team that has had it all. Those two years that they went to the AFC Championship, Matt brings it up all the time, and it's true. Defense, run game. That's it. The front office wasn't great, and the coaching staff wasn't 100%. This year, they have such a great coaching staff, potentially a lot of good players. They have a great O-line coach. Hopefully, Robert Sala's good. But Joe Douglas as the GM is killing it right now. Had a very great draft last year, and he's doing really good right now. So I'm excited. Let's see what happens. I'm not going to be one of those Jets fans that are saying Super Bowl bust because that's ridiculous. Um, but I will definitely take at least eight and eight, nine and six as successful for this year. So I'm excited about that. Okay. Well, nice, think. nice. Uh, something that I, I would say I'm hyped about is – I have to go with the NBA playoffs coming up in a couple of weeks. I believe it was uh, May 22nd or something. I think it's a Saturday is when they finally kick off. Love NBA uh, basketball, um, especially with the simple fact LeBron's coming back pretty healthy. And, uh, you know, once the uh, him coming back with, you know, AD and, and Drummond and whatnot just makes good basketball. It's going to make the, the West even more harder than it already is. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about that. Playoff basketball is, is a beautiful time of the year. So, and it gives us something to watch, man. Normally, um, I think, you know, yeah, I think it's the same time. Playoffs would have been started at the same time. So, but yeah, that's what I'm hyped about. Um, so we, we did reach out to you guys, the regulars, to see what you were hyped about. And uh, we had the folks over there at Canairo's respond, and uh, they were hyped about Drinking some coffee in the morning. Now it is nighttime. I know you're not drinking coffee now, but hey, we appreciate you commenting on what you're hyped about. Um, for you guys listening, uh, make sure you guys interact with us in our story. Um, we try to include you guys as much as we can. Let us know what you're hyped about, man, each and every week or for the month of May or whatever it is, and uh, we'll make sure to shout it out on the show. But gentlemen, that is going to be it. We thank you guys so much for tuning in, listening to us. Um, if it may have seemed like it gone a little bit too long, uh, that's just because we have so much with the draft going on, but we thank you guys so much. We, um, again, can't thank you enough for the support that you give us. Um, we ask that you continue to support us and along this journey, like subscribe, um, tell a friend about us, share our podcast to many people. Um, interact with us again on our Instagram page. Um, that's where we really want to show you guys that we do listen. We do care for what you guys have to say. And um, we also give a big thanks to Jason for coming in and stepping in to uh, do the show with us. Uh, Jason, you got any last words? Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate you guys uh, uh, having me on 
um, your podcast. Uh, I love it. You know, this is actually my first podcast I, I ever been a part of or, you know, uh, so it, it's great to, to actually uh, speak on something that we all love is sports. So uh, I, I definitely appreciate you guys having me on. I'm, I'm forever grateful. And I, I'm looking forward to, you know, being a guest again, and, you know, down the line, you know, uh, with you guys, you know, my, my brothers. So, uh, yeah, it was it was amazing, amazing time to spend uh, together and talking sports and um, and see that, you know, what us regular guys, you know, have in mind and and just, you know, just talking sports and and just talking life in general. So thank you so much, you guys. Yeah, man, definitely. And and that's that's mainly the model of the show. We're just regular guys talking sports, inviting regular people like yourself to come on and talk sports with us while regular listeners like you guys listening now, the regulars. So, Jake, closing words and end us out, man. Um, again, just want to say thanks to Jason. Um, I've known him for a while, too. Really good friend, good guy. I love that he supports us. It's great. We want more support from you guys, more support from our friends. And please, 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 any type of criticism is constructive criticism. We appreciate it. We have a lot of our friends and families that tell us, hey, try doing this. Oh, this didn't sound right. Try talking about this. We want to get you guys interested. If we're not talking about something, there's a topic you want us to learn. Maybe it's a sport. Let us know. We'll look into it. We'll try to, you know, teach ourselves, get some information on it so you guys are interested. Um, but like, comment, share, subscribe. Peace! Regular Guys Podcast.